I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of The Standard is the Standard. I am Jeff Harvin, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. With you for the flagship. That's right. This is the longest-running show on Behind the Steel Curtain's platform. And joining me, as always, my co-host, Lance Williams. What is up? What is up? It's the longest-running show in history. <laughs> yes. <knew> that far. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. So here we are Wednesday, March the 4th. It's hard to believe, but the new league year is quickly approaching. March 18th is the day, 4 p.m., I believe. However, the legal tampering period starts earlier than that. I'm not sure the date. I should know the date. If you're in the live chat and you know the date, let us know. I think it's the 13th. I think you get like five days. I was going to say, I thought it was about five days. Four or five days. Yeah. And let's be honest, they're tampering right now. Like as we speak, there are teams that are tampering with free agents and potential trades and all of that stuff. And we're going to talk about a couple of those here throughout the show. But the one thing that we want to talk about, I know a lot of times people are like, oh, you guys have already talked about this. We have in regarding to Bud Dupree and what the Steelers are going to do. Now it was reported. I'm not familiar with the ESPN reporter who reported this and it has not been corroborated by anyone, not Adam Schefter, not Ian Rappaport, um, anyone else that breaks NFL news. No one else has said this, but it was reported that the Steelers are planning on franchise tagging Bud Dupree. We wrote it on our site. Other sites carried it as well. That's called doing good business. But the one common thread amongst the fan base throughout all of this was, ugh. 
now we're going to have to deal with the 16 point whatever million dollars for Dupree. And we're going to have to cut players eventually uh, to tag Dupree, all that stuff. Now, I did want to make a, a quick point that Dave Schofield said last night in the in his Stat Geek show, and it was that, yes, the Steelers have to create um, – no, oh, I didn't know that. Ali says it's being reported that we will pick up Vance McDonald's option. We'll talk about that in a second. I did not see that yet. Um, been rather busy this evening, but still, Dave. Everyone's like, "Well, you have to free up that sixteen million to to give him the franchise tag." Yes, but you have to do that by March eighteenth. So there is a time frame. They don't have to technically have that right now. They have to have it by March eighteenth. So, in other words, if they do officially put the franchise tag on. Dupree, which I believe that they will. And I think that they're waiting on the CBA because I think it's what a lot of teams are doing. They have some time before they have to cut ties with players. But Lance, when you heard all this stuff, like what was your initial reaction? I didn't believe it initially because I mean, we all know that by rule you have to have the space. So, you know, there, there's no foreplay here. Right. I mean, let's just get to it. I like you. You like me. Hey, no foreplay here. Let's just skip dinner. Let's go to the room. You got to make the cuts to get the space. So it's easy to tell if they're going to do it. So because I didn't see anybody get waived, I was like, well, it's just a report. Now, I don't know the exact number on Vance's option, but I do know in looking at Vance's number, and this is from overthecap.com, that the cap savings from a Vance McDonald cut would be $5.6 million. So this makes it even more creative in terms of them finding the space to retain Bud Dupree, which leads to what you were talking about earlier about the CBA, that they may have some information floating around you know, just hovering in the air like residual smoke in a club. They might know something about the CBA being passed because we've looked at the numbers and some of the cuts, and it seems like it would be especially difficult to clear the cap space if you retain Vance McDonald. Yeah, but I guess if you retain, if they retain McDonald and they're banking on, which will happen regardless of the CBA, the, the salary cap is going to go up regardless of whether a new CBA is agreed to or not. It's gone up every year since. I don't see why it wouldn't. It's already being reported. It's going to be well over $230 million. Maybe they're saying that that's going to give us a little bit of wiggle room. The problem with that is, is that even with that, that jump up, and this is something that um, Ian said when he did your show uh, like a month ago, was that even with the increase, they're going to be tight because they still have to sign their draft picks. They still have to sign their own free agents that they want to pick. For instance, we're going to talk about two restricted free agents here in a little bit that they're going to have to figure out how they're going to pay them. So for me, I don't know how they're going to do this either. Unless they're saying, please, Lord, let this CBA go through so that we can restructure Ben Roethlisberger's contract and give us a lot more space than if they restructured now, which only gives them, I believe, like $3 million around $3 million ish we'll say, um, in regards to Cassie's, if they were to restructure his deal now. Maybe they can do something like give Cam Hayward a new contract, which would decrease his cap hit. Omar Khan's going to earn his money. We'll put it that way. 
He's going to earn his salary. Let me give you a couple of dates, Jeff. And I'm just did a search for important dates for 2020. So the 25th. So February 25th was the first day that clubs could designate for or franchise or, or, or transition tag a player. Um, right. From the 16th. So from March 16th to March 18th, it's a three day period. Clubs are permitted to contact and enter into contract negotiations with certified agents of players who will become unrestricted free agents upon the expiration of their 2019 player contract. Legal tampering period. Legal tampering period. Contracts. And so on the 18th of March, so that that week's a big deal. All clubs must be under the 2020 salary cap prior to 4 p.m. We will all know what that number is based on if there's a new CBA. The number could change afterwards if there's a CBA sign, a new deal signed. On the 18th of that week as well, all 2019 player contracts will expire and the league free agency period will officially begin on March 18th, 2020. That's in a couple of weeks after St. Patty's Day, beginning at 4 p.m. New York time. So, yeah, there you have it. I mean, a lot of stuff has to be done between now and then. And so the one thing that Steeler fans will know is that if they pick up Vance McDonald's option which they'll have to make that decision soon if they decide to put the franchise tag on uh bud dupree which will happen soon you know there's going to be a lot of news following those two news tidbits right there players are going to go it's going to be quick i would imagine it's going to be quick there might be multiple cuts reported at one time i can only remember a couple times that that happened but there have been times where they say we have cut ties with boom 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 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, 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 you know, like I said at the top of the program, I mean, this isn't rocket science. I mean, the difficulty is determining the value of the player. And if you want to retain the player and how you're going to do it, that's the difficulty. The numbers are basic numbers. I mean, a fifth grader can do it. I mean, he, if you cut him, it costs this much. If, the numbers themselves aren't hard. It, it's, it's the value it's trying to figure out how much you know, how much value that player is, how much you're going to lose, um, if you lose them, how you're going to replace them. It's all that different stuff that makes it difficult. But you're right, Jeff. If he gets the tag, and we're going to go into those particular tags, you will see the dominoes fall very quickly because, as we said, looking at those dates, they have to be under the cap number on March 18th. Yeah. And so like Ron Chess says, roughly, you know, Foster, Ramon Foster, Anthony Ciccolo, Mark Barron, boom, 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 all gone. Could free up about $14 million, no big loss. But remember, even that's not enough to house a franchise tag for Bud Dupree. Someone else is going to have to go. Jordan Berry, maybe. See ya. Wouldn't miss ya. That's fine. That's still only like $2 million, though. So they're going to have to be creative. They're obviously not alone when it comes to waiting things out. I don't think I've seen anyone get an official franchise tag yet. If I have, I missed it. There's been rumors that the Chiefs are going to use one. Um, There's other players, obviously the Jacksonville Jaguars pass rusher, who said, I want out. And they say, okay, we're going to franchise tag. (laughs) Well, there's been a report by the Bungles. The Bungles have reported that they're going to tag A.J. Green. But like you said, no one's officially be has been tagged. I would imagine the other player that comes to mind that would be tagged could be 
Dak Prescott. But I'm going to jump the yeah. gun a little bit, Jeff, and give you the franchise and transition tag numbers. And that'll make more sense when we define what those are. So okay. at the linebacker position, it's 16.266 million. That's for the franchise tag. And for the transition tag, it's $14.8 million. So depending on which tag they give him, what the what the guy in the live chat was saying is accurate if they cut those three players. But I would imagine, and as we get into those tags, it will not be at the transition tag number. So that's that's the title of today's show. We got right into the thick of things quick. And um, is even if they do cut or the franchise tag, Bud Dupree, the Steelers still have options, um, whether they use a different tag or what happens after they tag him. They still have options. So, Lance, go ahead and explain the tags, if you could, for the listeners or viewers out there that might not really grasp what they are. And I'm going to read this from Sports Illustrated's article. So it, 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 they kind of break it down this way to start with. First, what is the franchise tag? The tag is a labor designation that restricts a player's potential movement in exchange for a one-year high salary. So there's two types. The first is the exclusive rights tag, and that's any player with this tag is bound to the team for the upcoming season, and his agent is prohibited from seeking offer sheets elsewhere. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff. This was the tag that Mr. Buttnaked and Rob received. I believe the second twice. year. The second. I thought he, I thought he got he, it twice. I think he got it twice. I know he got it the second time. I know he received the exclusive rights. Yes, I think you're right. So the second is the non-exclusive tag. In this scenario, players can sign an offer sheet with another team. The original team has the right to match the offer. If it doesn't, it will receive two first round draft picks from the new team. Mm. So let me just break that down again. In the exclusive rights tag, it's just a done deal. The player has no options to do anything. Either they can they can just either accept the tag or not play. Non-exclusive, they can negotiate with another team, but that but non-exclusive franchise tag players rarely leave their team because no one wants to give up two first-round draft picks as compensation. Okay. Is there? Do you have the explanation of the transition tag? No, the transition tag is less expensive, but it's used much. It isn't used much because it does not extract compensation from the new team. So it was used most recently on Cal Fuller. And the advantage of the transition tag is that it allows the original team to match an offer, and it is sometimes being used to judge the market. And it's an average of the top 10 salaries at the position. And one thing that the ESPN article did not add is that when you get the non-exclusive, it's the average of the top five salaries at that position. So with that being said, the Steelers have used the transition tag. They've transition tag Max Starks. But in this case, I think that the non-exclusive franchise tag would be the one that they would use on Bud Dupree. Which one did you say again? That you the thought non-exclusive. The non-exclusive hey. where, the, where the compensation yeah. would be two first-round draft picks. It makes sense because although you are allowing another team to enter the fray in regards to getting 
that player, if you do lose that player, you are getting compensation for it. Um, you'd have to be very comfortable with your scouting department to draft a replacement and, or the people you have within the organization. And we talked about this on Sunday and we weren't crazy about what they have in terms of depth. And so that would be a risk. And let's be honest, this is not official news yet. The Steelers could also, or even if they do put the tag on, they could rescind the tag and yes. basically let him become an unrestricted free agent. And if he leaves, when he leaves, I should say, they would get, he would enter the compensatory formula and they could potentially get a pick back. Like they're probably going to get a third round pick for Mr. Butt Naked and Rob going to the Jets. So there are options. And let's also not forget that they could try and do a, a tag and trade deal, which is what the Jacksonville Jaguars are obviously trying to do with their pass rusher. What is his name? I cannot for the life of me remember it. The, uh, I should know it. It's on the tip of my tongue. I want to say it's like Yudonkwe or something like that. I'm sure yes, I yes, yes. That. I think it's the, it, it, it's the Nigerian brother. I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't. I can't pronounce. Totally, totally butchered that. But he it was hysterical actually because I think it was on Monday. He goes, yeah, Yannick, Yannick. There it is. He goes out and he says, "I thank the Jacksonville Jaguars for their time. I don't. I'm not going to sign a long term deal with him. I'm out." Thanks for having me. And literally an hour later, the Jacksonville Jaguars say, we're going to franchise tag you. <laughs> so right, stuck. right, right. So me... they have to be trying to trade him, which is actually something that's happened the past few seasons. One with Javion Clowney, where he was franchise tag. He didn't show up. They were throwing some things around, and they finally got someone, the Seattle Seahawks, to bite, and they got a pick. So that's still an option. The problem that, and the question I have for you is in this scenario, is anyone going to want Bud Dupree on a long-term deal because that's what they're going to want, paying him top dollar after just one good year of really only one good year of service in the NFL. No. And on top of that, they're going to have to give up the two first-round draft picks. So you're going to have to pay him and give up two first-round draft picks. I mean, that's why guys don't move. I mean, the compensation is tremendous. I mean, from a money perspective and a personnel perspective, it just doesn't happen. And I don't suspect it will happen for, for, for Bud Dupree. So basically if you tag him, you're going to keep him. Let me read from the article because you were talking about rescinding the tag and the article just reads, yes, the tag can be rescinded. And this has happened several times. Most recently with Josh Norman in 2016, mm -hmm. a rescinded tag is among the risk a player takes when he doesn't immediately sign a tender it can be rescinded once it's signed. After attack is rescinded, the player becomes an unrestricted free agent. So, you know, we, and the player ultimately what, what happened with uh, Mr. Third, excuse me, Mr. Butt Naked and Robbed is that the player doesn't have to sign. And if the player is caked up, the player can sit out essentially and force the hand of the organization to eventually just make the player an unrestricted free agent. That could happen. I mean, we haven't heard anything like that. But the compensation for Bud Dupree, and like you said, for somebody that's only done it one season, I just can't imagine that somebody's going to sign him to an offer sheet. And if somebody does, you need to take those two first-round draft picks in. You need to take the two first-round draft picks and run. Yes. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. 
This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 11 and a half sacks or 11 and a half sacks, though. Let's remember that. I mean, the last time he was on the football field, he was very productive not just from a sack standpoint, something that you stated that his run defense was vastly improved. So his tape from 2019, the most recent tape, is his best. So if there's ever a shot that the, a team would want his services, this would be the year. Now, Ron Chess brings up something I want to get your take on. He talked about the Steelers window. I'll put it up on the screen there. Steelers window for the Super Bowl was about two years. You need to keep the defense together. Do you believe in that? There's obviously going to be turnover naturally on the roster. Like p- players like Javon Hargrave are probably gone in alt in free agency. Mark Barron could be cut. Um, I could go on and talk about other players that could be gone. Um, we know Daniel McCullers will be back. But anyways, uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on having to keep the <laughs> defense together? I mean, the sentiment. I get, I get where he's going, but I would say more important than that is getting the quarterback that's returning more playmakers. And if you tag Bud Dupree, I would not match if somebody wanted to sign him because that would be two first round picks that I could use to get Ben Roethlisberger some more weapons. I could get that. I could get that guard that I want late in the late in the round. And I could get a dynamic offensive player at the top of the round draft offense. That defense is going to be okay because why? That secondary is locked up. That secondary is pretty much locked up. Hilton will get uh, a tender as a restricted free agent. He will return. So that defense is right because that secondary is right. So I understand what he's saying, but the priorities on the offensive side of football. Well, and not to not to forget that TJ Watt's going to be due to get paid soon too. And we talked about that on Sunday about having so much of your overall finances locked into your bookend tight ends. West says the issue is you're not going to pay 20 million to Dupree and Watt. I feel like the Steelers are saying, just watch us. <laughs> and, and that came up and that came up in the interview that I had with Ian. I mean, there, it's not going to be just 20 million. It's probably going to be like 40 44 or 45 because the gap between bud and tj watt is going to be significant because the kicker could be bud might set the market eventually for tj watt wouldn't that be something right bud comes out you end up having to sign bud to the to the biggest outside linebacker deal just to have to do that again in another season and a half or two seasons I just don't foresee that. Well, and here's the question. You look at the best pass rushers in the game, Bud Dupree's not even being discussed until if you're doing a Google search, something like that, he's not even on like till page three of the search results. When it comes to the best pass rushers in the NFL, you pay him 16.2 right now. If you try to negotiate a long-term deal after that, if he expects 16.2, you set a bad precedent. And then not only is that a bad precedent for Bud, it'd be a bad precedent for TJ because TJ would actually deserve that type of money. But if Bud's getting 16, TJ's going to say, I've outproduced this guy since I came into the NFL. 
literally. And he had experience. I just think that the Steelers are going to have to really weigh their options here before they do. Now everyone has said, and I, I saw it again on Twitter today, that even if he does get franchise tag, it's going to be as a, we're going to try to get a long-term deal done, and that's just going to give us more time. Those typically don't happen. Not that they, ha- not that they haven't happened. They typically don't happen. So don't yeah, know. and like we're saying, even to do that, though, you have to cut players. You know, it's not imaginary space that you have to create. I mean, it's real. I mean, you've got to cut players, and there's going to be somebody out of there. And we're talking about, and we have people in the in the live chat talking about keeping the defense together. It's going to come from the defense. So you're not going to keep the defense together because there's going to be guys that you're going to have to get rid of, namely Mark Barron. That's one guy. And, And so you may have to find his replacement. So it will come with some pain to find the space. Yeah. And they're going to have to be smart. They're going to have to be creative. Like I said, Omar Khan, who's their salary cap, their contract guru is going to have to really work their magic. And for fans, from the fans perspective, you want a CBA signed. I mean, players can gripe and moan all you want, but from a fan's perspective and you want the Steelers to have as much space as possible, you want a CBA agreement done and locked up, period. Now, getting away from Bud Dupree a little bit, I want to talk about two restricted free agents. Now, this is an article that Dave Schofield wrote for the website. I want to say it was Tuesday I ran this article, and it was all about they're probably these two players. We're talking about Matt Filer, offensive lineman, and Mike Hilton, someone you just brought up recently. They're both restricted free agents. We're both assuming that they are going to get tendered. You have to pay them more money, which you have to free up that space for. If you were putting a, if you could only tender one of the two, this was the question that he posed in his article. If you could only tender one of the two, who would you tender, Filer or Hilton? I tender Hilton. Really. Yeah, because I, I think a quality nickel corner in the NFL is is of paramount importance. I think you can scheme around a right tackle if a right tackle is not good in pass pro. I think you can structure your passing game to uh, make that guy look better in pass protection. But I think if you don't have a good slot corner, you're going to get carved up on the defensive side of football. That secondary is finally right where it needs to be. I want to keep that secondary together. And like you said, and we talked about, I think this weekend on the Homer and the Hater or the Homer and the Hater, um, we talked about how maybe you put uh, Chooks, a core four, or one of those guys at the right tackle position, which immediately gives me shivers just hearing that. But yeah, I want to keep Mike Hilton and the tenders for restricted free agents. There's a couple of tenders. So there's a first round tender, a second round tender and an original round tender. And if I believe right, correct me if I'm wrong. Neither one of those players were drafted, correct? Uh, You're correct. They were both undrafted. So it would be it's weird for those guys. So they could give them any of those tenders. So I would imagine and I, I, I can pick up the number here. I think I have a Steelers number here. Well, let me give you the amounts of those tenders. So a first round tender would be four point seven million. I'm rounding up. A second round tender would be three point two or three point three. I'm going to round up, and an original round tender would be two point one. Now, when you look at 
And my vision, excuse me, listeners, is getting bad as I try to look at this small text on the screen. Uh, if you look at those, Jeff, while, while I look it up, what in terms of the tender amount or, or the tender designation, what would you think for Hilton? I, well, I've been on record because we did this for our Steelers preview podcast a few weeks ago where we went through every free agent the Steelers are going to have. And I would put second round tenders on both of those players because yeah. I think that Filer played well enough and offensive line play is bad enough in the National Football League that there might actually be a team that goes after him. And so this would guarantee that at least you're getting a second round pick. Now, like you said, that's $3 million to your cap that you got to find that space. And I would put a second round tender on Hilton too. My question though, before we get into any further detail is how do you view Cam Sutton? I love Cam Sutton. So I I guess what I'm trying to figure is if you love Cam Sutton so much, why would you not cut, cut ties with Hilton knowing that Sutton's waiting in the wings and we don't know what we have in Justin Lane yet in terms of production and development and stick with Filer and try to keep that offensive line together. Because I don't think Cam Sutton and Hilton together are the they, they form like Voltron and become the best nickel corner, one of the best nickel. You corner. mean like uh Captain Planet? I I I'm more of a Captain Planet. I don't even know who is Captain Planet. You, are you serious? You're like, <laughs> no, man, I'm Voltron, man. We, it's I a mean, generational you know, Yeah, it's a gen- Captain Planet. Like, what is that? Like, is that some weird oh cartoon? My gosh. That's when I was a kid. To... I was when I was a kid. It was a cartoon. Yeah, they had all these little kids and they had these rings. Like one was fire, one was water, one was wind, and they put them together and they would form Captain Planet. See, here I'm going to do this, listeners. We talked about it this weekend. (laughs) They only showed that in West Virginia. (laughs) That's a West Virginia cartoon. What was that design to try to, like, make you recycle as as an adult? Captain Planet was a superhero. He was blue, I think, with green hair, and he wore tights, and he would go around, and there were people trying to destroy the Earth, and he would try to save the planet corny corny ass car see look at all these people look at all these people in the live chat chiming in like steven <laughs> keeps up with earth wind <laughs> fire these are all things that they used to do i can't believe lance doesn't know captain planet man i don't know captain planet isaac said he watched it he's from california rod young captain planet was amazing all you guys are young man i probably was at clubs drinking hennessy when y'all were watching Captain Planet, (laughs) (laughs) Captain Planet, man, can I get a beautiful, uh, you know, I I, I probably was drinking, uh, you know, Manhattans or something by the time (laughs) when you guys were watching Captain Planet, I was polluting my inner self, my inner planet. (laughs) Yes, I was with intoxicants. I was polluting my inner self. West brings, this, West brings this back to the football talk. He said, Lance, first you killed Tupac, and now you're trying to kill our offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> Knee shots. <laughs> Knee shots. I mean, it's, it's you know, Hilton. I mean, Hilton is Sutton. Hilton's the better. I mean, Hilton's the better guy at the line of scrimmage, more physical, better tackler. He's, he's your blitzer. Sutton's more of your coverage guy. And, and what they bring together is they bring a nice compliment. I'm going to tag Sutton. I'm excuse me. I'm going to tag Hilton. I'm going to tag on both, but I don't know if it's second round for both. Maybe I do original round tender for Filer, second round for Hilton. I was trying to get Hilton's numbers, cap number, 
or his salary is it is probably, it's not much. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, but they don't have it up. His paragraph five, they don't have it up on overthecap.com because he's no longer officially on the roster. And they uh, only have yeah. 2020, 2021, and 2022. So he's not on the roster. But I don't think it was much. I think it was probably significantly under a second round tender. But I mean, they'll have the space for that, you know, when this all gets sorted out. But again, they'll have to make the space, but they'll have to, they'll be able to do that. And it's almost impossible to get a restricted free agent. If you if if you when you tendered a guy, basically they're gonna play for you for another year. I expect both of those guys to be there next year. Planet. What was that again, Jeff? Planet Earth. Captain Planet. Planet. Captain, Captain Planet. Planet. I wow. still remember the theme song. I still remember the theme song. <laughs> So um, I, I based the second round tender off of that's exactly what they gave BJ Finney a year earlier. So BJ yes. Finney was a restricted free agent. He had a second round tender. He was an undrafted player. He was a backup and they gave him a second round tender. We're talking about two starters. I don't see them going any lower than a second round tender for either. No, nah, they won't go any lower. Uh, <laughs> I am Girth Lance was too busy trying to get with Myron Cope's daughter. <laughs> that was Brian <laughs> Anthony Davis. That was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I want you to do, we're going to change the subject here for a second. Then we're going to talk about some NFL news here, but I was driving home from work today. And they were talking about this on the radio. And I was like, man, this is so interesting to me. I want to bring it up. It's not really Steelers related, but it could be. But I want you to call your brother after the show or call him tomorrow and say 31 minute mark. Say you can you don't have to listen to the whole show. Just fast forward to the 31 minute mark. Okay, that's exactly where we are in the show. Have you been following these news, the news around like Tom Brady and what's going on with him at all? I try not to, but well, it's in the Bay just Area. Like the God, I know just about like there. the Godfather. Just when I think I'm out, they keep <laughs> pulling me back in. Yes, unfortunately, I keep hearing about it over and over and over again. Well, that, the Bay Area uh, now they're talking 49ers. Yes, that the what's the coach's name? Shanahan. Shanahan. The yeah. Shanahan is disappointed in Jimmy G. He kind of feels like there's a limit or a cap to Jimmy G yeah. and he wants to bring in Brady. But what do they do with Jimmy G? I mean, I guess they'll trade him. I mean, they'll trade Jimmy G, but they're going to eat a bunch of I mean, they're going to eat a bunch not of as, cap number. They're going to eat a not as much, only 7, only 7, 7 million and he has no guaranteed money left on his deal. Oh, well, he might be gone. <laughs> yeah no oh, but here, yes. here's the let's bring it back Steeler fans are obviously i'm i'm listening to this because tom brady has been the Steelers kryptonite for seemingly ever and i want him out of the afc get him out of the american football conference send him to san francisco great let him terrorize the nfc i don't care People are talking about like in six six is what happened to Brady to the Titans as another one. I don't want to see him anymore. I don't want to, I don't want to hear about Tom Brady in the AFC, but my question for you, Lance, is do you really think he's going anywhere? No, he's not going anywhere. And your guys are absolutely right. It's about 7 million. I'm looking at Jimmy Garofalo's number. They isn't would it, get isn't it Garoppolo P you say Garofalo. It's, it's pretty guy. <laughs> it's pretty Jimmy. That's all it is. <laughs> It's pretty Jimmy. The girls love Jimmy. 
That's all we need to know. But looking at his number, they get a cap savings of $22.4 million if they cut him. The yeah. dead money charge is only 4.2. You add the bonus, you add the per game roster bonus, and you add the proration charge of $1.4 million. Man, yes, they are in a position where they can get out from under Jimmy G and it not really cost them that much. Huh. Jimmy G could be going elsewhere well, very and soon. And they're talking about a potential trade with the Patriots because up until the 18th, Tom Brady is still a member of the team. And they're talking about a, a potential trade because Tom Brady grew up in the Bay area. He grew up yeah. a 49ers fan. That's probably a lot of people are saying he'd love to play there before he retires where Jimmy Garoppolo would go back to the Patriots and Brady to the 49ers. It's pretty crazy. But here we go. We had a $10 super chat. Let's put this up here before we go any further. Yeah. Brady's from uh, San Mateo, I believe. I believe, yeah, I believe he went right. to the same high school as uh, Barry Bonds. I think he went to Sarah High School. <laughs> so, Johnny. Actually, actually, before we get into the super chat, you know, I have, you know, I always have a story. You always have a story. You're right. I worked with somebody that used to live next door to Tom Brady's parents and used to see Tom Brady at the house all the time. Really? Yes, said that the Bradys were were great people. Yeah, there you go. And Reed corrects me. He says you can't trade Brady until the 18th trade deadline's expired. That is correct. I made a mistake, so that's my bad. Um, but they're working on something, and they, they want to get Brady out of there. And I, it's crazy. But here we go, Johnny. Uh, Tyfel says, I know this is off subject, but I was watching the NFL 100 defensive backs, and all they all want a 2 a.m. Reed, <laughs> Ed Reed, and Deion Sanders, Troy Polamalu, and Donnie Shell were the best who ever took six beers to calm down. He puts $10 in the tip jar. Thank you very much for the generous donation. I have to be honest. This is an, I, just being 100% transparent. I have not watched any of those NFL 100 things. Um, I did no. catch a little bit of one of them. Um, it was a might have been the quarterbacks because it, Tom Brady was at the was there with Belichick because I know Belichick was a part of the whole process. I heard them talk on the radio about it, and it did seem like a love fest with certain players because they had some players. Like I saw Tony Gonzalez was there for a little bit. I don't put too much stock into that stuff because to care about what they say, you have to be invested in what they say. And so, yeah. for instance, like when you look at this, like you, the two players you brought up, I'll take Troy Polamalu over Ed Reed. They play different positions, different styles, yeah. but I'll still take Troy over Ed Reed. As for Donnie Shell, I would probably say Mel Blunt before I would Donnie Shell. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I would say Mel. I mean, Mel's on the seventy-five. And I think Mel was on the list. Yeah, I think Mel's on the list. Yeah, Mel's on the seventy-five and the hundred team. And I think Rob Woodson is on. Yeah, the hundred team. He made the hundred. He made. Yeah, he made, and he made the seventy-five team as well. Him and Dion both did. Dion made the seventy-five and the hundred, and they made the seventy-five while playing, which was ridiculous. I mean, they were still active and still really good. I mean, so, I mean, it's, it's it's potato, potato. It's kind of what you want those players to do in your scheme. They're all Hall of Famers, all gold jacket guys, and all hell of a football players. I mean, that, that's kind of what it's all about. I wanted to ask you about something. I was on uh, Twitter today, and I saw it was retweeted onto my feed some from somewhere. It's Stan Saverin, legendary Stan Saverin, radio host in Pittsburgh. He had Rod Woodson on his show, his radio show the other day, 
And he said, asked him what he thought about the Steelers. I think it's called the Hall of Honor. Correct me if I'm wrong in the live chat, if I got that wrong. They started that a few years ago where they have the, it's like their own little Hall of Fame. Now, I've, I grew up because my dad was this way. He always used to preach that you love things about the Steelers that other people don't do. Okay. Everything from as simple as the logos only on one side of the helmet. They don't retire jersey. They jerseys. don't retire jersey numbers. They don't have cheerleaders, all this stuff. And one of them was we don't do no stinking ring of ring of fame or ring of honor, or whatever. And then, then they started this. Ho- what are your thoughts on that? Because Rod Woodson was really, really happy that they did it. He was happy that some of the players that he knows would never get into the Hall of Fame are somehow like being Wagner. recognized. Like Mike, like Mike Wagner. Wagner. He brought up Carnell Lake in his yes. play for Pittsburgh because he said he was one of the best defensive backs I ever played with. And I know he's not going to be a Hall of Fame candidate, but he could at least make that hall and be recognized for as long as the Steelers are around, which is hopefully forever. What are your thoughts on just that in general? That well, that I, probably be like your pops, man. I'm kind of old school. Um, there's no green ribbons. You know what I'm talking about, Jeff. Yeah. There, yeah. There's no green ribbon. And if you guys don't know what the green ribbons are, green ribbons are participant ribbons. When you run a race, green ribbons are participant ribbons. So I am a believer of blue, red, and white ribbons. Did I get that in the right order? First place is blue, right? It depends on what you're saying. Whatever. <laughs> well, I, I'm into three ribbons. First, second, and third. I'm not a participation guy. Uh, I mean, either you were good enough to get a gold jacket or you weren't. I mean, it is what it is. You were highly compensated. You got to play a game you loved. You went out and you did your thing and you let the chips fall where they may. You didn't make the Hall of Fame. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I mean, I, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, like, you know, I think it's kind of silly, too. I mean, you look at Patriot guys. I'm thinking of the team up north. They have, like, red jackets. They look dumb. Yeah. I mean, they look dumb. Troy Brown walking around with a red Patriot, Hall of Patriot jacket. Who cares? I, I, I'm the like, Steelers do look, this, no. Yeah. The Steelers do Letterman jackets, and they give away these metal footballs with their, like, name on it. That's what they do. But well, I, I'm not for it except for one individual, and that's because I knew him. My dad knew him personally, and that's Bill Nunn Sr. After they give it to Bill Nunn Sr., they could kill the Hall of Armor, and that's just it. 
So but other than that, no. Something that Ty Britt, eighteen twenty nine. I'll put it on the screen here for you. He said, "The moment Woodson put on that purple uniform, I was done." What's your view on Steelers that go and play elsewhere? It's a business, man. It's a business. At the end of the day, they lowballed him, he, and he's come he out and said, "Ravens, it. man." I mean, they came, they came out and said it. They lowballed him. It's a business. Pay the man. If they had paid him, he would have stayed. Pay the man. Okay, so let me ask you about like James Harrison. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, Rod, I mean, Rod Woodson's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> I get what you're saying. <laughs> um, I mean, it does have some way to deal with. Hey, I'm going to go with what the coach said. And what Kevin Colbert said, once a stealer, always a stealer. But you got to go get that money. I mean, it, it's football. I mean, it's one hit and your career is over. And your career is going to end early at an early age. You got to go get that money. I mean, Rod Woodson's was a terrible restaurant. What was he supposed to do? He had to leave. To well, Rod money. Woodson's place wasn't bad. I like that place. Down the yeah. station. That was a nice yeah, restaurant. The, the chicken strips were, weren't yeah. that hot. I mean, I remember... <laughs> You know, chicken strips weren't great, but I That's did not, see a great fight there. Riddick Jerome's, Goldberg, have, you been to, have you been to Jerome's place? I have been to Jerome's, and you would not have been pleased with what I ate there. So I'm not going to say. Did you get the 36-ounce steak? <laughs> no, n- n- no. But I have had like a 64-ounce prime rib, though. I oh, can't, my gosh. I have had a king-cut prime rib from the House of Prime Rib in San Francisco. Delicious. I bet it was. You oh. know... You talk about being old school like my dad and saying, you know, oh, they don't need that stuff. I'm old school in the way that when you leave, you're dead to me. <laughs> you're even worse. It's one that's like, hey, you want to go play somewhere else? That's fine. But I'm a Steeler fan. You know, if Ben Roethlisberger were to finish his career somewhere else, he's dead to me. He's I, dead to me. I don't believe that. Yeah, now I'm not. I would not wear his jerseys. I, I'm not saying I would never wear his jersey, but when he's playing for another team, hey, those are that guy's not even. He doesn't even exist anymore. Doesn't even exist. So I when Rod Woodson left you. for Oakland, I do feel you. I do feel you. Once you leave, I never wear that jersey again. I, I, yeah, it's like I, I, are you, are you used to, what'd you do with your Antonio Brown jerseys? I gave it away. Gave them away. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a couple of them too, man. I had a nice color rush. Gave it away. Now, what I if, gave what if, it to a Raider fan who was going to make it into some sort of art, but he was gone by the time he was going to make it into an art project. And he wanted to give it back, and I wouldn't take it back. So what about a guy that comes back? Think about like a Plexico Burris. Oh, my gosh. Reed asks, are you going to wear your Mason jersey once he's gone? I don't know if I'm ever going to wear the Mason jersey ever unless he becomes a starting quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> that and that's the great thing about fans with gear is everybody has their role. Like I have a rule around hats. I don't wear divisional championship hats. I don't wear divisional championship gear at all. Like divisional or AFC champion, I don't wear that gear at all. I just wear championship stuff. You win the ring, that's when I wear the gear. And I got one other weird one. I never pull out a terrible towel until it's the playoffs. That's a good one. I, I, I haven't. Yeah. Well, my dad has a playoff, terrible towel. Nice. He has many terrible towels. But he has his original one. And I don't know where he got it from. Probably Hills or something like that. And it said, just says Steelers on it. Doesn't even say Myron Copes. It was probably some secondhand. I don't know, but he's, he had it forever. And he, 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 it's in his, I could tell you exactly where it is in his closet. And every day playoffs, he hasn't gotten it out in a couple of years. Obviously he 
pulls that thing out, sets it up underneath the TV, gets it all ready to go. He's ready to go. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the the towel is is when it's for something, when it's big. You know, the towel comes out when it's winning time, when it's money time. That's when the towel comes out. I'd be curious in the live chat if you're if you're watching live. Let us. What are some of your uh, strange? What we'll call them nuances about gear, whether it's a jersey, whether it's a hat. Like for instance, I do not want to own anything that ever says Steelers blank champions, like six time champions. You know why? Because it's going to be you're going to look stupid when you win when they win a seventh. I had a teacher who was at a, taught with me at the time, and she was the self proclaimed greatest Steeler fan ever. And when they won Super Bowl 43, she got a, a jersey that on the back, the nameplate said Super Bowl champs, and then it had the number six. First and foremost, any Steeler fan that sees you with that thinks you're wearing like a Sean Sweesham jersey or now a Devlin Hodges jersey, <laughs> which both are no good. So that's bad. And then second, they see, oh, what if they win a seventh Super Bowl? What are you going to do? You just bought a jersey that's going to be useless. So I always tell people, don't buy me you want to buy me a Super Bowl X whatever jersey shirt? Yeah, that's fine. I'll wear it. But don't buy me the soup five-time Super Bowl champs. I have one of those shirts. They want a six. I wear it to the gym. That's the only place. There you go. Did you see Michael Malley has game pants? He's like uh, he's like bad. Friday Anthony Davis with his skinny pants. <laughs> they have game pants. How do you get game pants? I'm just – I don't even want to know. Like as soon as I hear like game pants, I go pause. Like I just don't I, like I don't want to know like how you acquired another man's pants. I, I yeah, that yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Um, here we go. Some people are chiming in. Wes says I don't buy running back jerseys. Huh. Why, why would you? Here's a, well, here's another. Here's another one. Well, the the, I, the the bus would be good forever. Yes, you get a thirty six. It's good forever. That's the only offensive jersey that I've ever purchased. Was I could see that? I could see that, that was the only one. So I could see you wearing a Heinz Ward jersey too, though. No, typically, if I purchase a jersey, it's only defense. It's never offense. I don't purchase offensive jerseys. But I had a Martavis Bryant. It was gifted to me. Had to get rid of that. Had to get with the get rid of the Antonio Brown. It's just defense for me, and typically. So I can wear the jersey over and over and over again. I get old Steeler players. So I get Joe Green jerseys. It's Cause they never go, they, you know, it's yeah. mean Joe. I can always yeah. wear a mean Joe. Mean Joe. My dad has a mean Joe. He has a Terry Bradshaw. And those are the two that he rotates. One's white, one's black. The Bradshaw's white. Mean Joe's black, and he's good to go. Unless he doesn't have a color rush though, but he probably doesn't want one. No, um, that's too fancy. I, I can tell how your how your pops gets down. That's fancy, Jeff. I don't, you know, I don't want that. You can keep that one. I just want the classic with the square letters, with the block letters. I like this. Lance probably owns a Cordell Stewart jersey. You know, I actually had a court. Somebody bought me a Cordell, and I got rid of it. Now you know who has this jersey. I know you don't, Lance. You have a Jarvis Jones jersey. I know who Brian Anthony Brian Davis Anthony Davis has, has a El Busto jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and Reed is right. I always rock Troys. So I have more Troys than anybody. I got like so three why, or four different types of Troys. So Troy's like your Ben for me. But why wouldn't you wear a Heinz Ward jersey? He's hard nosed. He was more like a defensive guy playing offense, anyways. He's an offensive guy. Uh, he was just as hard nosed as the bus, if not more. He's an offensive guy, you know. 
you know, it's, you know, what's funny is that every time I see Jerome Bettis now, I can't, I, I automatically think of that fumble. And he was great. But that's like the first memory that comes to mind was that fumble. You know what I think I mean, of when I think of the bus, I think of him running over Erlacher. That's like the and then first he fumbles. <laughs> <laughs> that, see, see, listeners, if you're listening to the show, that is so Steeler fan. It's like it does not matter, right? The guy can run for fifty thousand yards, five rings. He will never live down the fumble against the Colts ever. I'm going to go on record and say that I probably lost at least three years off of my life because of that fumble. Therefore, I'm going to hold him to it. There you-, <laughs> you know, when I was watching that game, Jeff, I was over at a friend's house and he didn't see the end of the game because after the fumble, we just heard the door close and he left. He literally walked out, closed the door, and we didn't see him for like another hour and a half. He just took a walk. He was so pissed. He just left. So he missed he, everything. He missed everything. When he came back, we were maybe five, six shots in feeling great. And he's like, what the hell are you guys celebrating? We were like, they won, you idiot. Catch up. Here's six shots. I mean, it was hilarious. It was. He just left. He just, that was- he's like, I got to go. It was such a magical, it was such a magical season, man. That just the way it all ebbed and flowed. They got in barely and just the route to the Super Bowl was awesome. So it's a good way to end it on a positive note. You know, I'm a positive guy, the homer of the two. So uh, why don't you uh, send us out unless you have something else to talk about? I do not. And as always, tune in, tell a friend and subscribe. Thank you very much for that. I will be on. I would. I would be remiss if I didn't say check out the Steelers preview tomorrow night with myself, Dave Schofield, and Brian Anthony Davis. Until next time, we'll see you next Wednesday on another episode of The Standard. Is the Standard? Be good, to everyone. We'll see you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.